International podcast. Only two of us in at the moment. Um, we have. Uh, it's just trying to get everybody in the right place at the right time, like goalkeepers, that type of thing. Um, obviously, disclaimer: whatever we say is um, nothing to do with us whatsoever. I'm not sure how that sounds up in court, but never mind. Um, first question is: where have we been? Um, obviously, I think there were a couple that went out last. A couple of um, rogue ones went out last season, but we had there's a couple of personal issues. Actually, bollocks. We have been doing these. I heard it. The person behind me heard it. The police heard it. The stewards heard it. Just because there's no record of any actual evidence, it doesn't mean it doesn't ha- didn't happen, does it? Hi, Gav. <laughs> hey, Nick. How's it going? Yeah, not so bad. Um, and obviously, that was a hangover from last season. I think we just had to get that out there somewhere on the line. So uh, we'll keep it fairly short, which I know is a bloody miracle for this. But I was um, I was sitting here thinking to myself, Nick's fucking lost it. I never had it in the first place. <laughs> That's true before anyone else gets in there so yeah just us two at the moment um right so um i mean we did try and get alex on but the lazy bastard didn't wake up in time which is again fairly standard i mean for sake is kind of over in australia living up in the summer might be the winter over there and he can't even be asked to make it for 7 30 start in the morning whatever it was anyway um on to football fairly tough start for start i think fair to take up yeah, not the best of starts, but I think you remember back to last season, we didn't win in our first three games, so i uh, seen a lot of people on Twitter in meltdown mode, and I think it's a little bit too early for that. Oh, come on, we haven't been able to have a meltdown for at least two, three years, so surely people now think, oh, we can meltdown, we've missed this. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure after the first three games last year, there was meltdowns. We probably just don't remember it because the season ended so well, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if you went back and looked at Twitter at Facebook, at any of the social media, and look back to after the um, the third game of the season, which I think was, was a Sunderland? Uh, no, Sunderland was the second one. I think the third Peterborough. was... Um, Peterborough, yeah. Peterborough. If you went back after that game and looked there, you would you would see a complete fucking meltdown. Let, let's face it, you would. But that's that's just their fans, you know? <laughs> you you, you, you got to love them for it, because it, it just shows an absolute passion. But I, I really wish they'd... They'd leave it for at least twenty-four to forty-eight hours after a game before, uh, yeah, I mean, before I getting online. It's, it's our fans. I think it's football fans all over. I mean, I sort of did enjoy looking at last season a couple of the um, other teams' boards. I think Jesus Christ, they're actually worse than we are. And mm-hmm. I said, the first team to lose in the championship to us. You watch the meltdown their fans have. We lost to Luton. How did that happen? Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. I just hope it's a it, 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 it's I hope it's Barnsley on Saturday. I really do, because I, I really feel like we need that win. We need to get out of the block. We need to make sure that Stoke remain bottom of the table, because that is just fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we we need we need something to just kind of springboard us, because I, I honestly think like, and I've seen a couple of the couple of players say it. If we get one win, we'll push on. No doubts in my mind. I still don't think we're going down this season. We're far too good uh, in possession of the ball. We we were the better teaming as Millsburg. Got a point. We were 
probably second best to Cardiff, but didn't embarrass ourselves away from home. Uh, could have easily got a point except for a last minute goal. And then West Brom, we dominated the first half, just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And last night, same again, dominated, couldn't put the ball back in the net. And it's um, we've got the approach play there. I think where we're actually coming undone at the moment is um, final third. We've not been clinical enough. I mean, I think the strikers were playing, um, playing ones who can cause problems rather than ones to score goals. And it's just a little defensive lapses, and you get punished them at this level. And I think they're aware of that. But actually, game-wise and sort of possession-wise, we're dominating these games. We're not looking out of place at all, are we? No, not at all. But do, you brought up the final third not being clinical enough. And, and I wanted to ask you, do you think that's got anything to do with the, the formation that we seem to be playing at the moment? I did think that, yeah. Because I mean, if you think it's, um, I mean, apparently it's a modified diamond, it looks more like kind of 4-3-3. But you've got our main goal threat is kind of playing kind of quite deep. Um, then you've got these sort of, um, you've got McManaman playing alongside him, didn't last night. But he's never been prolific, been more of a creator, so he can cause some problems. Because uh, Engi Luwalua, again, is obviously he started last night. Causes problems, not a clinical finisher. Harry Cornick, finishing in Pooh last year, and he got a few tappings, but again, he's not a clinical finisher. We do not have the two clinical finishers, and the one we do have is playing too deep to actually get much of a chance. I think that's being an issue. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree, and that that's what I, I was thinking when, when I asked you the question, is that Collins has just been, he's been dropping too deep, you, you want Collins in that box, that's where he's going to do the damage, he's not going to do the damage from 18 yards out, from 20 yards out, from 25 yards out, he's going to do his damage in the box, in the 12 yard area, like he did against Millsborough, for me, that's yeah. where that's where you play Collins, and I kind of get, I think, what Graham Jones is trying to do, in that, if you can get the ball up to Collins, and he can get that flick on or that, that takedown and layoff, Cornick, McManaman, Luwalua will be anyone for pace, which will give us goal-scoring opportunities. But uh, we're not playing it that way. We're, we're, we're playing yeah. out from the back, which has caused problems last night. We're playing out from the back. We're playing short football, passing football, and we're not playing the sort of football that's going to... That, that, that I feel that that formation is going to... Is going, it relies on to, to, to work. So I think the best thing to do is just play a straight, either four three three or four three two one with the two wide, the two guys McManaman, Cornick, whoever are playing out wide, and then Collins just through the center. Uh, because as we showed last season with Stacy, if you get someone down that right or James, if you get someone down that left and put that ball into the box, Collins will finish. But that's the problem. We've, that's one of the problems we've got, which people haven't said. It was um, yeah, I know people are blaming goalkeeper. We'll get to that later. Uh, but you've got to think we've lost basically two Premier League fullbacks, um, and we can't replace you know twelve million quid's worth of players, can we? Well, well, let let's go back a little bit here because we haven't lost two Premier League fullbacks because they've yet to play a Premier League game. I don't think, right? They were both on the bench, but yeah, yeah. So they're not technically Premier League fullbacks yet. Will they be in the future? Definitely. Well, they are pay, getting wages paid by a Premier League club who have paid lots of money for them. So I will class them as Premier League fullbacks. It's basically, it's um, you think there's what is it, uh, 10, 12 million, whatever the figures were, worth of fullbacks who are important to our attacking play. We're not going to be able to just go out and buy a ready-made replacement for those two players. Because if they did, they'd be snapped up by a Premier League club, surely. Yeah, and I mean, that's why I think Luton have done the right thing in the transfer market by going in and getting loans from Premier League teams, the likes of Izzy Brown, Luke Bolton, uh, Luke, is it Luke, Luke Bray? Bray, Bray, yeah. Bray. Uh, so I, I think they've done the right thing there. But 
because because we're not going to be able to challenge with the top teams in the championship for for players. We're not, Financial. and then the bottom Financial. teams in the Premier League as well. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look. We've come up against six million pound strikers, eleven million pound wingers. Obviously, that gives you some idea of the level we're at. We're not looking out of place in it, but um, equally, there were some people saying, "Oh, have we spent the Justin money yet?" And Gary Sweet kind of quite clear on it. Said, "Right, third, we're going playing staff, including wages." third development, third sustainability. And I think that's absolutely the right approach. And I think even Dave Wilkinson said before, we're not going to risk the future of this club. We'd rather get relegated than gamble than gamble on some trying to compete. And I think that's the right approach as well. Yeah, but he shouldn't have said the relegated word. I think that just sets off your fans even more. What do you mean relegated? We 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 worked so hard to get promoted. And what do you mean relegated? It's just their fans like I I, I seen a Twitter thing today from uh, one of our buddies, Graham, and he said he, his thing was, did it? Did, did we get promoted too soon? And I ha- just had to tweet him back. I'm like, it's complete bollocks, Graham. We we didn't get promoted too soon. You know, we no. worked. The, the players worked their bollocks off to get promoted. They worked their asses off all season and deserved, rightfully so, to get promoted. Are we struggling in the championship right now? Yes. Are we going to get better? Yes. Are we going to get relegated? Well, I really don't think so. There's another 42 game, two games to go. I don't think so. I said it's a, it's a slow start. I mean, we've been unlucky. We could have taken, you know, could have taken more from all the games. It's um, it's just those fine margins at the moment, and that will change. It's um, said draw at Barnes or something, and then I think win at Huddersfield. Exactly. You know, just get some points on the board, and once once we get that, once we get them first, I know we got one point, but once we get that first win on the board, once we start picking up points on a consistent basis. This team's going to take off because there's far too much um, talent in that team, even without Justin and uh, and and Stacey, to uh, to to struggle in this league. Like, I honestly still feel we'll be somewhere in between 12th and 18th. That's that's that just do, me personally. That, that would do me nicely. Yeah, that that's just me personally. I still believe it. But uh, a funny story about the uh, the Cardiff game. We obviously went one nil down. Uh, and uh, Maddie Pearson scored to equalise for us, and I was actually on the way to a first birthday party for my nephew in Santa Maria, and I'm sitting in the car, and the wife is driving, and we're on our way down. We, we're, we've just arrived at my sister-in-law's house, and we're just getting ready to park. We're turning into this little road, and it's this old lady out on her morning jog, morning walk, whatever. Windows are down, lovely day out here in California, and Maddie Pearson puts the ball in the back of the net, and I literally seatbelt and all went up in the air. I was just like, "Get fucking in, you butte!" And the old lady, I think, took a fucking heart attack. Uh, my my wife just broke down in tears of laughter, and my son was just like, "What the hell just happened?" But um, the old lady was probably sitting there going, "What did I do?" No, <laughs> no, knowing the laws in in America, she probably thought she was about to get shot. <laughs> just the right take the duck, duck, get out of the way. I was actually in London for that game. It was wedding anniversary. And I was thinking, just getting into the undergrounds and I was trying to listen to the game as I could. And I think it was just at the top of the stairs, it was um, Simon's sort of, you know, commentator. It went in there. I must have jumped about five foot in the air on the escalators. Wife's looking at me, easy, easy. We're in public. <laughs> and then, of course, got out the station the other end and saw we'd lost for a last-minute goal. From a player who we were obviously interested in having back on loan, but um, we didn't have three million and we didn't want to risk three million on an injury-prone player, which is quite right as well. Yeah, you had to know it was going to be him, though. Like, I, I was sitting there when I seen him come on. I was just kind of like, fuck, this guy's going to score. You just had that feeling in your head, in your heart that this guy is going to be the one to score. Uh, and 
he was like it 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 hurt. It, the, I have to say the Millsburg game uh, after watching it back twice. It made me proud of the team. It made me really, really proud of the team. Uh, the Cardiff game made me really proud of the team. But Jesus did a sting because we were so close to getting something from them. You know, and and yes, they got from, they got relegated from the Premier League last season. But they weren't completely terrible. You know, they, they showed signs in the Premier League that they can cause problems against teams. But we we did really, really well against them. We've got the right, right to be on the same pitch as them. Um, now, something that seems to be sort of gathering pace, which I think is a little bit harsh. It seems to be every every well, it seems to be a lot of fans have got to have a, a boo boy, and obviously there seems to be a few coming out at the moment. Brady has been mentioned as being too slow. Um, I think Collins a few people, but the main one at the moment seems to be um, our new record signing goalkeeper, um, Simon Sluger, which I've got to say, record signing, yes. But that says the level. Our record signing is 1.3 million, and we're up against people who, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine million pound players. So you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect him to be perfect for 1.3 million. But I think, obviously, I mean, just go through the games where people are sort of, you know, blaming a bit. Middlesbrough, yep, second goal. That's a shocker. It happens. Um, I think he kind of um, was expecting the far post, but I think he kept in the game there, and he actually won his appointment in rather than cost us. Yeah, and I mean, he could have got us all three points if, if Randolph hadn't have brought off a great save from James Collins right at the end. But th- this is the thing. Because we paid, and it sounds ridiculous saying it, because we paid so much money for him, people are always going to look and go, well, we paid $1.3 million for this guy. How is he any better than what, we've current, what we already have? I mean, James Shea kept 19 clean sheets last year. Yes, it's a, it's, it's a huge step up to the to the championship, but... After 19 clean sheets, would would you expect a, a run out or a chance? Yeah, probably. You know, so the fact that we went out and spent 1.3 million on a goalkeeper really hit home that okay, we we don't trust Shea, we don't tr- trust uh, Stetch. This guy must be head and shoulders above them if we're willing to pay 1.3 million for him. He's brought off some really really good saves that have kept us in games, but you can't t- you cannot turn around and say, oh, he's brought off some great saves to keep us in games. And then not mention the stuff that he's doing wrong. I think Jones yeah. has got it right right now in that he's turned around and said he's come to a new country. He's got a price tag on his shoulders that might not be a lot for other teams, but is a lot for Luton Town. And he has to learn the language. And he has to get to know new players. And he has to get to know the system. And he's living in a hotel. A lot of stuff goes into that. you know. And, and, his I, defense, and defense, the defence he's behind is actually weaker than the back four last season as well, at a bit higher level. I... I see. I don't know that because Craney played in a team that won promotion last season from the championship. Dan Potts yeah, is, is, yeah, a, is yeah. a decent left back. Pearson and Bradley were solid last season. I, it, yeah, I don't it think is, it's that, that much weaker. But it is. It is arguably weaker because we've um, we've basically replaced the two players who sold to the Premier League with one who got released from a club that just went up to the Premier League, and um, obviously one who couldn't get the team ahead of the two that were sold. So. I'd say I think defensively, I don't think that def- I don't think defensively, the loss of Stacey and Justin and being replaced by Potts and Craney, I don't think that defensively has made us any weaker than we were last season. I think offensively, it's made us a lot weaker because them two were a huge part of how we played last season, getting down the right, getting down the left, getting balls into the box, basically 
jumping into that attacking play every single time they could. I think its effect is more attacking-wise, and you say that after scoring three goals against Millsburg, than it has defensively. I think Craney's a solid defender. Potts is a solid defender and can chip in with goals from set pieces. I, I, I don't think defensively we're any weaker. Have we made mistakes uh, I, defensively? Yes, we definitely, definitely have. Is it a step up was, for Pearson, Bradley, Potts? Yes, it definitely is. And I think also you've got to say, um, pace-wise, I mean, Craney could be sort of, you know, relatively solid, but he doesn't have that pace that James Justin had, that sort of Jack Stacey had. And I think when you're playing against pacey players, you may get exposed by it if you're not careful. Um, with Craney, obviously, he's going to be out for quite a few months by the sounds of it. It's, uh, it's a ligaments he's done, hasn't he? Yeah, and, and that's just a tough break. You know, you, you take that chance when you sign players, no matter whether you sign them for free or whether you sign them for millions, you know, there's, there's always it's, a chance every game yeah. you into that you're going to get injured. Uh, unfortunately, he's got injured. And now we're going to have to figure out what we do going forward. Do we go to a back three? Do we stay with a back four and put uh, Bree in there? Do we put Bolton in there? Do we put Nouvelle in there? You know, and, and that's that's stuff that, that Jones is going to have to answer over, over the... Uh, over, over over the coming days and, and weeks of who, who exactly are we going to give that chance to? My bet would be it would be either Bree or Bolton because I don't think either Premier League team has sent them alone thinking they're going to get no game time. Well, I think it's be both. I think on Saturday you'll see both. You'll see Bree left back and I think you'll see Bolton coming at right back. Quite possibly. I, I think Bolton Bolton reminds me a little bit of Stacey where I think he's really, really good going forward but he may be caught out defensively. But he's he's a, he's a winger by trade, isn't he? Yeah. And I think Man City maybe looks to him as a right back, and so maybe Jones is saying, yeah, you know, he can play right back. We do have enough width up the field, so it's, we, he can play there if need be. But you think that, and um, Josh Nuffill, which I've got to say was a great quote from Graham Jones. Um, did you see the quote from Jones about him? I've seen something a while back during preseason, but if you're asking me what exactly it was, I don't remember. But I know he played oh, no, in a couple no. of preseason games. No, there was a quote after the Ipswich game and said, um, Josh Nerville is very powerful and when he opens his legs, he'll surprise people with his physicality. <laughs> oh, that's going to hurt Pelly, isn't it? <laughs> it could be an interesting change room, but uh, yeah, I think it's, I don't think he quite realised quite what he was saying there, but obviously everyone on Twitter did, so he's right on it. Um, I don't think you put Josh in yet until we get a win. I don't think that's fair on him, to be honest. I think because he's not played some, you know, yeah, he's played in the cup game, but he's not played in the championship yet. And if you put him in, the think, oh, okay, we're struggling a bit. So in you go. I mean, he's got the no fear thing, but I think you have to ease him in gently. Ease him from the bench if you're going to do that. Yeah, but I mean, you could have said the same thing about James Dawson when he started breaking through. You know, we we just kind of dropped him in there. Oh, you know what? You're better than Stephen O'Donnell. Get in there. You know, so we're we're, we're going to play. And I mean, as you said, there, there doesn't seem to be a fear factor there for him. And he he may relish the opportunity of just going in there and starting and that pressure that it brings. And I mean that that tells you everything you would need to know about the kid if, if that does happen. But um at the moment the one player the one player I've been disappointed with and disappointed is a hard word because I don't think anyone has really let us down this season. But the one player I've been disappointed in is Elliot Lee. And he struggled at the end of last season. He struggled coming into this season. And it, it's hard to see right now how he gets into that team because if you play him at the 
tip of the diamond, then you're who are you losing? You're losing Collins, you're losing McManaman, you're losing Cornick, who have all started pretty well this season. You got Moncorridor, you got Luke Berry. You know, Elliot Lee to me right now seems like the odd man out. I think he starts on Tuesday against Cardiff in the Cup. So I, think, I imagine we'll make a few changes again on that one. Yeah, I I think cup games you may see you may see a lot of rotation, and I think that's the right thing to do for Jones to do is rotate. But as in league games, do you trust him right now to go in there? I I I don't. I think you've got better starting options. I think on the bench is useful option, but I mean it's um, I think his best position last season was in that hole behind the strikers, and I think when you got likes of Barry and Monker who can play in there as well. I think you'd rather them at the moment. I mean, personally, I'd start Monco on Saturday because on the basis players score against their old club, that's going to finish about 6-3 to us, isn't it? Cameron McGee and Hattrick. Oh, no. It's the, um, Cordy Woodrow might get one. He's one player I, w- I would have taken back. If if, if the opportunity arised, I would have taken back with Cordy Woodrow because I, I rate him as a striker at this level. I think he, he will score your goals and I think he's a decent striker. And I think Barnes, you have a good player in the hands there. But... um. Is there? I, I, I want to make sure I phrase this properly and don't offend people. But really, since when are we worry about offending people? I, I, I don't I'm 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 trying, Nick. That's all I can say. I'm trying. Do you feel that our players have been a little bit slow to the uptake of the championship? Um. Well, just I, on the. I asked that because the the games that the games that we I've watched the first four or five games, or at least the first four in the championship, we seem to have take taken an extra touch. You know, we seem to have not realised the danger, which we would have got away with last season playing at that level. We're not going to get away with this season. Do you think that once oh, right. the players start clicking, go, I I don't have that much time in the ball. I need to get rid of it. I need to move it on. Do you think that's going to be the difference maker in the season, or do we need I to bring so. someone in? I, think, I mean, I think the pace. I think the pace of it has been sort of. Uh, you saw it in the first game. You thought, Jesus Christ, the pace is measurably so much quicker than it's if you know it wasn't uh, wasn't League One, and they had a bit of time. Then I think Paddy got caught out four or five times the opening game because um, he'd been told to play out, and obviously he probably didn't realise quite how quickly he was going to get closed down, and that's something the players get used to. I mean, we last season. We could press teams because we weren't giving them the space on the ball, and I think that's now been done to us. And it's just, it's just basically, it's an adjustment of levels. That's all it is. But once we got that, we looked okay. It's just that final third and at the back as well. I said, just coming back to Sluger, it's um, and people seem to be looking for mistakes in now, like people saying, right, the, the winner of a sale winner against Cardiff, you're going, oh, Sluger should have come out and got that. To me, I look at that and thinking, right. He had been down injured, and also you can see the level of crossing this in this league. And um, you can't sort of, you know, if you need to stop the cross, I think that's the main thing. Stop the cross, you stop the goal. Don't rely on your goalkeeper to sort of, you know, come out and sort of, you know, some areas not quite comfortable, and to claim the cross um, of someone's head, or to be that the last line defence and sort of make the goal. The goalkeeper should be the absolute last resort on it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We need to stop the balls coming into the box uh, first off. And against West Brom, I think we 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 set off them. We let them we let them take shots. You can't do that. Like as you said last season, we press teams. We need to get back to that. We need to press teams, press press high up the field, you know, and and, and make sure we're we're not giving them a minute's peace with the ball. Uh, 
for me, Saluga doesn't fill me with confidence for crosses, even when they don't lead the goals. Uh, I don't think he's commanding his box really well. But again, that comes down to the fact that the guy is still learning the language. He's still forming partnerships with that back four, or whatever it's going to be now at this point. It, it, it's going to take time. And I trust Mick Harford. I, you know, I trust Gary Sweet that they did their due diligence before going out and paying the money they paid for this guy, that this guy is going to be a good keeper for us. No, but right now, I think he, it's too easy for people to blame him. But I think people are also looking for it as well. Like the first West Brom goal, people are saying, oh, he should have got that. And I looked at thought, I mean, I'm used to playing goal. It's a low shot, but it's hit right into the corner across it. He would have seen it late. It was skidded through. Again, I think the player's got to be closed down quicker before you start looking to blame the goalkeeper on it. I think the only goal he's been at, he's been truly at fault for is the Mills per second goal. Of all the yeah. goals that, that we've conceded so far in the season, that's the only one that I can look back at and go, that goal, he was his, he was to blame for it. And he was to blame for it because it was such a bad shot that he should have stopped it. If you go back before that, and one player who I talked very highly of last season, Andrew Shinney, just took too much time in the ball and lost it and put them in that situation to begin with, you know? Um, so it's a, it's a game that's getting punished for mistakes, and you saw it last night in the Wednesday game as yeah. well. So Saluga's tried to roll it out quickly, and I think that's the way Graham Jones wants to play. He said he's kind of wants to play him as a sweeper. Just move attacks quickly, come out for the ball quickly, so get it moving. And he's tried to do that. Tunnicliffe, I think, has been excellent. Wasn't on the same wavelength, and yet it was slightly off, um, off screen on the TV. Come back to him. Then you still got somebody who should try and stop the cross. And I think um, definitely with Pearson, Pearson needs to be winning that head at the back post. Yeah, definitely. That was that was the one thing that stood out to me, is that how in the hell did we lose that header at the back post? That 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 should have never happened, and uh, come back across goal. But I mean that that's that's the level we're stepping up to now, and that's the level that they've got to play at. And it, it it's going to be one of two things: either they adapt and get better, or I think in January we're going to have a very very busy transfer window. Uh, well, hopefully we've adapted by January because we're still waiting for a win in January. Then I'll start panicking. Oh yeah, it, we won't be waiting for a win come January. I think come January we'll be we'll be okay. Uh, but I'll be totally honest. I, I got asked by someone who's not a Luton Town fan uh, what I thought at the start of the season, and I I, I turned around and said if you'd asked me at the beginning of the right before the first game of the season, your first three games, Millsborough, West Brom. Millsburg card of West Brom. How many yeah. points? And if you'd have turned around and said one point out of them three, I'd have taken it. I really would have. Because I think Millsburg are going to be there or thereabouts in the playoffs come the end of the season. Cardiff are going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season in the playoffs. West Brom are going to be there or thereabouts in the playoffs at the, beginning, at the end of the season. Now, after that, you got Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley. Oh, well, and let's not forget. They're the two games, they're the two games that I looked at and went... They're the games we can pick up points. They're the games we can possibly get four from six. Uh, we're not going to get four from six, but three from six is the next, be- next, be- next best thing, right? And he, yeah, and even even the Sheffield Wednesday game, you could say their fans booed them off at half-time because they're being totally outplayed. I just thought, right, I'm nervous. We play that well in a half and don't score, don't have anything to show for it. I mean, obviously, Shinny came close, um... Tony Cliff came close. We'll see if that falls to Collins. Might go in, but it wasn't far out as well. 
Um, but yep, yeah, it's again, it's not taking a chance to come through, and then you make a mistake, you get punished, which is what happened. And that's what that's what's going to happen at this level every single time. But the one thing I will say is uh, the first game against Millsbury because it was on, because it was on live on Sky. Was it Sky? Yeah, Sky. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can't watch I follow over here. It you can't watch until midnight that night. So mm-hmm. luckily I was in work, so I didn't miss anything anyway. I was able to come home and watch the whole game. Uh, Did you know it, the score first? Yes, I knew the score. Oh shit! Yeah, I I was I was in work. It's first day of the season. I was in work. Yeah, and I, I, I thought I've never understood people. You know, I think it was some old sort of sitcom. Right? Can you avoid the score? It's not possible to avoid the score. Even if you try to, you would want to have a look. You know that game's been played. Well, it's it's and really it's, not avoidable with iFollow because when you log in to watch a previous game, it tells you the score and then says watch full replay. So you're gonna know the score either way. So there's no point in trying to hide it. Uh, but yeah, I knew the score because pretty much I sat in work with the phone in front of me just watching it update constantly on my phone. Uh, so I knew what... And then I had people on Twitter, obviously, as well, uh, tweeting me, you know, about Bradley's goal, about the way we were playing. And the one thing I will say is, it, it was on ESPN Plus over here, which is a paid-for subscription, but it, it's not that much. It's five bucks five bucks a month, I think it is, or something like that. Haven't you got a dodgy stream you can find? Oh, yeah, there's definitely dodgy streams you can find as well. But I'm saying legally, because we're a very honest podcast here, Nick, legally you can pay the five bucks for ESPN Plus and get every game that they're going to show on Sky through ESPN Plus. And there was a couple of people, one person in particular from from a podcast called Mostly Soccer, Mike, he wanted to watch it. He wanted to get into championship football and he wanted to have a look at it. And that was his first time watching Luton Town. And he went out and bought a Luton Town jersey right after the game. Um, and, and and that's the impact we have. We're, we're we're going to gain fans this season, especially with games on TV, especially with games on international TV. We're going to gain fans because of the way we play. Now that won't mean anything if we go down at the end of the season, which again I don't think we will. But we're go- that following is going to grow, and my only problem is how Luton Town fans react. To these new fans because let's face it these new fans are watching it because they already have a team in Mike's case it's Arsenal not the best choice I will give them that and I give them crap about it every single time I can but, so basically when you say when it brought us a Luton Town jersey it's basically because it looks like the Arsenal one no I don't think so I, th- I think what happened was he turned around and said if Luton get a point out of this game I'll buy a jersey uh, and I don't think he realised the uh, level of Luton Town support that's on Twitter. So when they equalised, I think he got bombarded with a couple of tweets saying he better buy the jersey now. So he went out and bought the jersey. So oh, well, at least but, followed through with it. I mean, I mean, fair play to him, you know, he he, he did it. So, um, but we're going to gain new fans this year, and, and I just hope that some of our old fans, some of our outlaw fans, don't. Uh, don't stop the club from growing by being complete and utter fucking assholes. I wouldn't worry about that. That's just that's just the DNA of the club, DNA of the fans. So it's like people saying all these gory hunters coming out of the woodwork and it's sort of, you know, where were you at Hyde and Ebbsfleet? And I might struggle to get tickets for some games this year. But you know what? Full house, you can't moan too much. We'll moan if they fuck off if we get relegated. Especially when we have a new stadium that we need to fill. Yeah, it was well, a couple of years away from that at the moment anyway. So, um, but no, I, th- I think I think we've grown, grown. You've just seen it. I mean, full house most of the time last year. This season, every single game will be a sellout. 
um, as long as the away fans set out, which in most cases they will do. So I think the future looks decent actually going forward there anyway. Yeah, it really does. And this is the first time I've been really optimistic about about the future going forward for the club. And I'll, that, a lot of that has to do with 2020 and a lot of thanks needs to go for them, go to them for, for the way they've handled the club. I mean, did anyone really think we were going to get promoted last season? Did Like, I know you'll have fans that turn around and go, oh yeah, I definitely thought we could get promoted. Oh yeah, I definitely thought we could get promoted. I think most of our fans thought we'd get promoted at some point rather last season. You know, when we kind of going top at January, I think most fans thought, well, we a decent chance here. And then Gary Sweetman sort of, you know, and the snake left the snoke, stoke. And he sort of said, well, it's someone's chance to come in, do half the job and take all the credit. So he was quite confident in it as well. Can we talk about can we talk about that just for a brief second before we end before oh, we end God, the podcast? Can we talk about Stoke and Nathan Jones? Off. We Focal I, I think I think our first game against them is in December, if I'm correct, right? Uh, yeah, he'll be gone by then. The way he's going, that, uh, that's what I was just going to ask you. Do you think he'll still be in charge come December? Stoke apparently are quite patient with managers, but then he was their fourth manager in twelve months. I think the way they're going, if they're still right down the bottom and struggling and the money he's got to spend and everything, I don't think he'll still be in charge. He will be about 10 million quid richer with his contract, so he probably won't be that upset about it, apart from his ego. I honestly, like, I'm looking at it right now, and if they don't turn the corner quick, I think he'll be gone by the end of September. Because I don't think think Stoke... Stoke and Stoke fans, from what I've seen, still consider themselves a Premier League club. And I don't think they can afford to be seen as a bottom half of the table championship team. Like it, it just like for us, bottom half of the championship team is like fuck yes, we've made it. But for Stoke fans, it's gonna be like shit. We're really, really fucking bad. I don't think he, I, that, I don't think he's getting to December. I don't think he's even getting to October if if it continues the way it is. And I think it's basically it was um, which, yeah, I think you're right on that. But I think also when you say right, Stoke fans consider themselves a Premier League team. I remember we were doing a couple a couple of years ago, and most of our fans were going, "That's a shit draw." And their fans were saying, "Oh, hang on, it's the highest rated team you could have got." Think, yeah, but it's Stoke. We remember when we were historically way above you, and I think it's just sort of you know some of the Premier League recent mentality. We've been in the Premier League, therefore we must be great. Thinking, now, nah, mate. Yeah, really not. It's a little bit more than the last five years, five, ten years, it does it on that. You yeah. almost have the same as Sunderland fans. Sunderland fans last season and came down and they basically all over social media. We're going to go unbeaten and everything else. Okay, yeah, they got a hell of a lot of the draws, but I was quite amused when they didn't get promoted. Ipswich fans went down last season. You saw them on the page as well saying they're going to steamroll this league. And I thought, and we found this season new Sunderland. And then you, were, you saw in the cup game, Ipswich, who were a league above us last year, two leagues above us the previous year before. Yeah, they made 10 changes. We made 11. They got absolutely humiliated by us in the cup game. That shows how far we've come. I was surprised a few more people from the cup game didn't actually get a, a, a run out against, um, against West Brom. But it is what it is. Okay, Nick. I think that should wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, I think that will do so. I think if we can get to one of these every month, I think we'd be lucky. What do you, is that shooting to... to, to uh, is, 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 um, that, is that a shot too far? Possibly. We could try them. I mean, we've got, um, obviously, Alex come in, Steve will come in for some, I'll try and get Mike Cream in for some as well. So, between five of us, we should be able to get one out every three, three four weeks. I think that will do. I apologise in advance for any new Luton Town fans listening to it when you hear Stu. Look, just listen to us two for half an hour. Yeah, but... 
we actually get on. <laughs> <laughs> I get on with Stu. I don't know how. It, it, it makes me think. It makes me think there's so, there, there must be something mentally wrong with you. I just can't figure it out what it is yet. Okay, this is coming from an Irishman. <laughs> can't get. Nothing wrong with the Irish. Very mentally stable. Yeah, most of them are. One's in Ireland. <laughs> right, Nick. I, I think we've I think we've uh, abused enough people at this point. <laughs> oh, we could, we've just started, but. Okay, so uh, we'll catch up next time. Yeah, and Dublin for five. <laughs>